Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, this is the last episode of 2018. This is our 256th episode of wow. No Meat Athlete Radio. And, um, and we just had Christmas and, and your birthday. So it's it's a big it's a big episode here. It, it feels like a big one. I feel like we're we're putting a bow on the on maybe maybe this is the end of season three. Could that be Doug that we're getting ready to start season mm, four? Start season four. Start fresh in a new year. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know what uh, what kind of freshness we'll bring to season four, like we did with season three. But well, it's the new year. New year, everything's fresh in the new year. That's, that's true. That's, well, that's the whole theory behind resolutions, right? We have a clean slate. Clean Haven't slate. Up any podcast mm-hmm. episodes in the in the new year? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so I don't think that'll be the case because we're not going to take any kind of real break or anything. So it won't really be a new season. Uh, no. And really, what does it matter? What is the season of our podcast? There's nothing really that makes them any different, even when we say that maybe there will be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I like this. Is I don't know. I love this week between Christmas and New Year's. It has always been my my happy time. Uh, my birthday happens during it. Maybe that's partly why. But. Uh, I just like, I like the goals stuff and I like the thinking about possibility as everyone who listens to this or reads our stuff knows. Um, so it just, it is, it's a nice, and I think for everyone, you, it's like the holidays wind down and you still got one more with New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, but not, not such an indulgent holiday typically. I guess, I guess the drinking on New Year's Eve could be depending on how you like to do it. Um, but it feels like this is sort of the week that we start to, to relax and do back to healthier habits. And I like that. It always, it always brings me a whole a whole big dose of inspiration so i'm i'm excited about it good i am too i am i am very much excited about it as well and you know since ever since we have kids and we're oftentimes well i mean it's only been two years now but considering i'm not planning to stay out late and party tomorrow night then uh, or tonight then um I don't think I don't think it's gonna be too much drinking. so i think that i think i'm kind of past the whole new uh, the whole Holiday season indulgences. Yeah, totally done them. What? Well, I mean, yeah, I kind of think so. Good, good for you. I think I am too. I uh, we gotten we actually have a babysitter coming tonight, which is oh, first that's big. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, uh, thinking let's actually. Go, I don't know. I'm always kind of sad when we just like go to bed at ten or eleven on New Year's and don't even <laughs> stay up till the fall yeah. drops. Uh, I don't know why. Just just because I like it and I like it's it's a fun holiday, so I don't like to not make it. Um, so anyway, we got a babysitter, but we have been indulging continuously since uh, since I saw you on my birthday. When when I also <laughs> indulge, uh-huh. um, yeah. So we had a little we had a little shindig. Then we had family in town, and some friends from Florida came up. And yesterday we were just kind of brewery hopping with them because uh, it was their last day here. So it's just sort of you know a little bit a little bit more indulgent than I typically would do this week. So I am not that geared up for a for a big night of partying. In fact, we may. We may decide to have the babysitter just entertain the kids while we cook a meal at in our kitchen or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Uh, which actually, I'm just I, gonna know, go take a nap. If you can, <laughs> <laughs> if you can just do some laundry too while you're. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But no, it'll be good because I. That's my wife and I have Aaron, as you know her, Aaron. Um, we always lament the fact that we don't cook meals together anymore. Like that used to be one of our things mm. that we love doing, and then kids mm-hmm. come along and and priorities shift, and it's just hard to do that kind of thing. So we could get back to that now that they're older, but uh, it would be kind of fun to actually do that. I would enjoy having a babysitter and letting us just relax and do that. So we will see. But uh, yeah, I, I am ready for the indulgence to be done. That's just, I don't know. and that's what New Year's offers us. That's what that's what is so fun about this holiday. I think. That's right. Yes. So anyway, um, any other any other holiday news from the Doug Hay camp? I. Training has begun. I've been running hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. That's exciting. Yeah, that How? is a part. Of one of my New Year's goals is to is to really get back at it uh, and come up with more of a formulaic plan, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or some sort of system, something that kind of doesn't have to be a rigid plan, but something that keeps me keeps me doing more than I did the second half of of twenty eighteen. Uh huh. And something Good. that helps me sustain it longer, uh, or sustain it better. And, uh, but anyway, in that process, I got, I've gotten really fired up for 
Hellbender, which is the 100 mile I ran this year, that um, I'm, I'm rerunning again this year to try to reclaim those last 10 miles. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm fired up, man. I've been, I've been, you know, we've been, we've, Nomad Athlete has been pretty, pretty much shut down or, or pretty minimal the past week or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've been, I've been running hard. Good. It feels That's really good. Exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. And when, when is Hellbender? When in the year? It's in April. Okay. So not that long away. No, no. Now's the time that I really right. need to start up. So. Right. Uh-huh. Good. Well, that is exciting. Uh, and, and you're exercising our, our approach of starting, not waiting till New Year's to start. That's starting right. December. Yeah. I like, I even went back and, um, like wrote like a plan from New Year's day. Uh-huh. You know, like I have this many days before race day. It was like 103 uh-huh. days or something like that. And I did all this stuff. And I was like, screw that. I'm going to get started now. Yeah. Because I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. That's, that's what's great about that approach. I love it. Good. Well, I've also uh, started to return to physical fitness. I went to, uh, I went to a Muay Thai class after a good three, four weeks off. Not, not totally off, but just like I had these two trips. And I had only gone once or no, twice in between them. And... Then the holidays hit, and then I was sick for a little while before the holidays. So anyway, it it, it had been um, a long time coming this return to it, and I was I was just nervous because as I told you at my party, um, it was I just you know the workouts are really hard, and I I found them really hard in the first few days or the first few weeks, and then I got used to them, and I was doing these workouts that I was like man I just have never been able to do that before in my life like sustain that type of activity, uh, so so to. I was just really scared coming back to it, honestly. I was like, I just didn't want to go get killed and feel awful again uh, <laughs> like I did the first few days. So uh-huh. anyway, but I got over that hump, did it, and uh, I was sore for a couple of days. But uh, I'm, I'm back at it and over that over that little scary hump. So I'm excited about that as well. Um, Good. Yes, and I have, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before or not, um, but I have definitely emailed it a little bit that I am, I, I want to get into the very best shape of my whole life this year. Which is which is a big goal, um, because I didn't like all my. Fa- I would say the previous best shape of my life was when I qualified for Boston, and that was that will be ten years ago this year. So, mm. um, yeah. So it's sort of you know ten years removed for that from that without a whole lot of running. I, mean, I did did the ultra running thing in between there, but I I would argue that I kind of lost fitness during the ultra running years. Uh, I don't know if that is true or not. I think from that Boston qualifying peak, I think I definitely did. Um, but maybe I sustained it by doing 50 miles and stuff. Um, but it, it definitely wasn't at that level. So it's been it's been a while. It, so where I am a little bit confused still is I don't, you know, how do you define best shape of your life? Right. Like I could, what, what inspired me to do it was the idea that I've, you know, like the running part has always been easy to, not, not easy, but you, you can, I know what it is to get into good running shape. Um I've never really done a sport like this Muay Thai thing where it's this, you know, sustained, hard cardiovascular workout um, along with a lot of strength work and stuff like that. And just, just a totally different thing that for 45 minutes or an hour, um, you're really going really hard. And, and I, you know, my muscles are all sore and I just feel totally drained after these workouts. So it's like I have now, now with the Muay Thai thing, I have this other side kind of covered, the strength, quickness side and I feel I can you know see the results feel the results and I'm thinking if I can just add running to that um and get back you know to marathon shape or even ultra marathon shape um I shouldn't say even ultra marathon shape but marathon shape or ultra marathon shape um I would feel like I sort of have you know my version of the the complete package as far as physical fitness goes and obviously you know you can define it however you want I'm not going to be competing with crossfit athletes um <laughs> <laughs> doing that kind of stuff but where I'm a little bit stuck First of all, is how do you define it? Like, like, do I do I start needing to find body fat measurements and goals of that? And I don't think I want to get into that stuff. Uh, the other part is like to be in really good running shape. It, it we've talked about this plenty. It comes at the cost of, you know, muscle mass and strength sort of shape. Uh, I mean, it's they they are somewhat counterproductive those goals for me at least. Like, if I want to be in my fastest marathon shape then I don't want any extra pounds on me. But if I want to be in my best strength Muay Thai shape, then I want to be bigger and stronger. So I can't just say, like, I want to be back in Boston qualifying shape, you know, be able to run a 310 marathon and have this added muscle mass. and all. Like, it just, it's just not going to happen. It's just not uh, in the cards for me. So 
I'm stuck what, with what, that. Well, so what if, like, why marathon or ultramarathon shape? Like, why not half marathon shape or or five k shape? You know, which yeah. where where muscle, you know, I don't know. With half marathon, I mean, that's still a pretty long endurance sport, but. Um, you know, where, where, the, where that, that slimming down is not as important. Yeah, I think that probably is the answer. The reason I haven't gone there yet is because th- then I can be like, okay, but is that really the best shape of my life? Or is it just some sort of have I found a balance between two different types of fitness now rather than going all the way to one or the other? Yeah. Whereas and, if, I was, I, if I was at the best I've ever been in running and the best I've ever been in, in strength, then I could not argue <laughs> with that. That's true. That's a good point. So, <laughs> if you were the fastest you've ever been and had the most muscles. What I need is a world record. I need to set a world record in something, mm. and then I can say, "Yeah, I'm the fittest I've ever been. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't know. So I haven't figured that out, but, uh, I, you know, I have, I'm, so uh, today is New Year's Eve, when, well, this might be released a little bit later than that, but uh, I, I'm kind of thinking about that stuff all day today. I, in fact, this year, I even got the family involved, and I said, look, we're taking a few hours in the afternoon on New Year's Eve before the babysitter comes and we're going to figure things out for ourselves and we're going to all have some nice goals that everybody understands and supports each other in and that we've made as a family. Little do the kids know that some of their New Year's goals are going to be chores that are now assigned to them. But... (laughs) (laughs) but, Oh my God, I love that. That's (laughs) such a good idea. (laughs) This. Why don't you set a New Year's goal of making your bed every day? Exactly. That's what it's going to be. It's the New Year's resolution of keeping your room nice and tidy. And one person's going to own, maybe own loading the dishwasher. Somebody else is going to own loading the, the laundry. Uh, that is so good. And, but it will be phrased as goal. And it'll be part of a set of goals. And they'll have some nice ones in there, too, that they pick that are related to soccer and other things like that. So, That's uh, awesome. I, I, I mean, we're joking about it. I actually do think it's a really important thing to, to implement. Uh, and I can talk about that in a minute, about a book that I've been reading. But anyway... Um, so we're going to do that today. And so I'm, what I'm saying here is I still have time to figure this stuff out. But what I really, the point I want to make is like, it doesn't really matter that we figure this out now and just hone it in and say, yes, this is precisely our New Year's or my New Year's goal. Um, and I need to make sure I have that set in place before the ball drops. Because that, that would be getting back to the idea that we have talked about plenty where people, you know, assume that there's, there's some magic in this flipping of the calendar page that now you have a fresh, clean slate and therefore it's going to be very easy to do any habit you want because you haven't messed up this year yet. And right. that's the idea we don't want to, like, we don't want that. I, I love New Year's still, and I don't think New Year's resolutions are useless or worthless as people tend to, you know, paint the picture of them being. Um, but if you think of it in those kind of terms that, like, there is something that is so magical about this calendar flip that's going to that's gonna make it easier to achieve these goals, uh, you know, th- that's why people get stuck. That's why the resolutions typically don't work very well. So I'm trying to avoid that way of thinking and and therefore say that like if we just spend a few hours today thinking about this stuff and actually taking the step of writing something down and you know committing to something then it doesn't really matter if if two or three or four days from now or a week from now when we've kind of gotten into the routine if we say all right like that was all a good start i need to now refine this set of goals because this is impractical or this isn't working with this um and that would be totally fine. Like I think, I think the the great thing about New Year's is that it is a reminder that it's time to think about this stuff. And that, like, you know, same with record reflecting on what you've done this previous year. It's just a good time to do that kind of stuff. And and I don't think it doesn't matter that you have a have a precise resolution set in stone by the time the ball drops. Like that, I don't know. That's getting into the just the fun of the holiday. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and even even your your goal of getting in the best shape of your life, if if it gets you going, even if you haven't defined it or you have kind of like a rough definition of it, if it gets you going and then three months from now you're like just super into marathon training mm-hmm. and you're doing a little bit of strength training as well, but you know, maybe you don't end up the year with the biggest muscles you have and the fastest Boston time <laughs> or, you know, marathon time. Um, you know, it didn't, that doesn't really matter. Like that, that, you know, where you get started and where you end up, you know, as long as it gets you the ball rolling and you go down some sort of path that, is somewhat related, then, you know, then that's a win, even if it looks a lot different in the end. Yeah, that is true. And it's hard to, it's hard to stomach that sometimes. Like when you set, if, like if you set a goal, like let's say, let's say the Boston Marathon thing, I had failed to qualify for that. And eventually got to the point where I started losing fitness because I was, you know, aging or whatever and never did it. Like it, it would be so hard not to view that as a failure. But right. when you think about all the good that it did or that it, that it would have done, um, 
you know, it, it totally changed. It got me, made me into someone who was athletic, whereas I wasn't before that. And like, it, so it's, I don't know. It's it's very difficult when in, when you're in the mindset of setting big goals to imagine that. Well, even if I don't hit it, it's still going to be good because I'll have gone in this path. It's hard to accept that. Um, but the reality of it is that's what, that is exactly right. And the reason we set goals, this is this is one of those personal development things that is always said, is uh, it's not so much to get them. It's it's who you become in the process of getting it. Sure. And that doesn't really who you become doesn't change that much by whether or not you you know get over that final little hurdle to make it or not. Maybe a little bit, but. Largely, I think, you know, you grow as a person in pursuit of the goal, whether or not you get it. And it might be difficult to handle if you don't, but uh, I think you're exactly right. That, that setting the goals is, is not, achieving those goals is not really the point. The point is, is how, how you grow in the process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what, uh, I, I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but I don't remember exactly what you specifically said was your resolution. I mean, I hear you talking about the, the 100, but is that, uh, is, do you have a goal for that, like a specific time goal or something? I do. Uh, yeah. Um, I have a, I have a time goal of breaking 30 hours, which it was 32 hours for me uh-huh. this year. Right. Um, but that's not super important to me, honestly. It's, it's, it's more about, um, you become in the process. Who <laughs> I become in the process. Now, uh, for whatever reason, I've always considered myself a, a good, a good ultramarathon closer. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how rough it can get and during the race, when I'm within that, you know, those last, that last section, which for a hundred mile race might be 10 or 15 miles for something shorter, it might be five miles, something I can, I can overcome whatever crap I'm going through and, and finish pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, it, that did not happen at all in this last race. And I really kind of fell apart during those last 15 miles and suffered my way to the finish. And it just, it, it like, I got to the finish line and I just like hated it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and and it never got fun again, you know, for that. And I think that was part of my problem this summer and, and fall, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, so really I want to reclaim that that finish. I really want to reclaim those last 15 miles. And that's, that's a big goal. As long as I can finish the race feeling like I have, you know, I'm doing it justice and I'm doing myself justice, mm-hmm. then, I will be, then I'll be happy with that. And is that a... Um... Is that as simple as just don't go as hard for the first eighty-five miles, or is it is it nah. something different than that? I mean, it's 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 going to be you know run a smart race. Although I don't think I ran a a bad race last time. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, be in better shape, just keep my head on straighter. You know, I think part of it was I just like you know I sat down on the trail with like twelve miles to go and and said I was quitting, you know, right. <laughs> um, and had, had there been a way for me to get out of where I was, <laughs> you know, without hiking five miles in either direction, then, uh, then I probably would have quit, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, I just like gave up, I just gave up and I never really got my head back around, you know, even though I finished, I never, I never got my head back. Yep. If that makes sense. So I think that that, that's a big part of it. It's just, you know, like working on my mental strength and, and kind of redefining, my whys and my goals and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, so that, that's a big part of it. And so that's one, one resolution, but the other, the other is to, and this one is another one that's kind of hard to define, like, like what you're doing with the fittest in my whole life yep. is, is I want to, I want this year to be the year that I grow up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I want to be more intentional with my morning routines, with my time, with my, around my family. Um, I want to be more intentional with my training and, and my work and just kind of feel like I'm, I'm doing everything with, with a purpose mm-hmm. instead of just doing things because I feel like I need to do them or because they're habitual habits. Yeah, I love that. Um, and that, that is super hard to define. But, you know, but, but I think I know, you know, just like with anything, I, I think I know what, what I'm doing that, that doesn't qualify as... Mm-hmm. Growing up, does that make sense? You know, when when I'm doing something that just, you know, you know, you know, you do it. I don't know, like like sitting on the like sitting on my phone looking at Instagram during my kids' bath time. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, like like which, if, which probably everybody does, right? I mean, which yeah, I'm sure everybody does, right? It's hard to engage in bath time every night. <laughs> you know? Of course, but but you know, but or yeah, there there are more things like with work or or with you know. There's just so there are so many examples that I could go uh-huh. into, and I think I know what those are, 
even though it's hard to to kind of define them as like, this is me growing up or this is me being intentional. You know, I know what they are. So when I'm doing them, it's, I want to acknowledge that Uh and, um, and then try to kind of figure out ways to, to change that, you know, change my direction. Yeah. I love that. That's a, I would imagine there are a lot of men and probably women too, but I don't know if maybe this is particularly a male thing, but uh, people who have who that resonates with, because I have definitely been through that and still am in that in some way. I think like I don't know, I don't, I don't know that you you ever really get that because whatever whatever growing up is, <laughs> right. you'll 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 raise your standard and then you'll have something new that mm-hmm. is is where you're kind of not uh, you know not not pushing yourself the way you should or you know not where you can be more disciplined in something, you know. So I think that's. Uh, I think that's a great one, and I think you're right. Very hard to measure that. Um, and maybe think, you know, for for the reason you just said, maybe defining it isn't the right thing. But but instead, getting in the mindset of right. of being more aware and checking in with yourself and checking in, you know, and acknowledging the times that you know you're not doing something right. Yeah, you know, I think is, that's is really important. I think uh, what's so hard about the, these goals that are kind of nebulous is that. If there's no like evidence procedure for whether or not you're doing it, and I know you just said you have some, um, it just gets easy to forget about it, right? Because it's it's not, it's not like you know if you did your workout today or not. Like that's yeah. plain and simple whether you did or didn't. Um, whether you grew up today is, I mean, you know, you might have <laughs> done it in most places and and not in a few others. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think what's and we have this is a good thing. Um, the the check-in thing right like if you don't have a way of defining something so in so black and white of terms as i did this workout or i didn't today um building in some sort of appointment for yourself that says i will check in at this time maybe a friday afternoon or sunday morning or whatever um and have a calendar reminder or something that just says like am i doing what i need to do with this thing and and am i on the right track and where could i do it differently i think having something like that is so important but I don't know. I don't know if that's for you or not, but I, I do think uh, I do think that is an awesome goal and a good one. You should uh, no, I think, maybe I think that... maybe go back and read Turning Pro again. I should absolutely. Yeah, I've actually we, been thinking about that. There's a there's some of the athlete posts. I think one is called on on Turning Pro, uh, and what I wrote several times in there was that I ne- felt like I needed to grow up in a lot of different ways, including work, but also in family and all these other things. And that was a long time ago, and I I have done that, but. Uh, Still have that same feeling, like I just said. It's just sort mm-hmm. of a different, a different uh, level, perhaps. But yeah, yep. Turning Pro it. by Stephen Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield. Yeah. Yes, that that is a great book to read around New Year's, just for anyone who is interested. In I should read that. You know what? I'm going to read that this week. <laughs> there you go. Way to go. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, he's got a bunch of other books too that are similar theme, but I still think that one's the best. Hmm. So go for it. Maybe I'll read that one. <laughs> I got a list of other books that I think are good are good around this time of year as well. And some that I haven't read, some that I have, but that are new. But I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so so how about you? We talked about being the fittest of your yes. life. Anything fittest else? In the world. Any... That's one of the <laughs> yeah. right, You um, know what? We should we should ask uh, Rich was the fittest man in the world, right? Or one of them. So we should ask him <laughs> how he defined it. <laughs> I don't think it was that title. I think but he I think Men's Journal named him one of one of the twenty five or something. <laughs> <laughs> fittest man yeah I don't know I think there's all different contests to get fittest man in the world you can, you can be Mr. Universe you can mm-hmm. do a strongman you can do a mm-hmm. crossfit bit I don't know there's a lot of fittest man in the world <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so I'm here I haven't my other one I haven't told anybody about this yet Ooh. but um, and this is this is a I feel privileged I, you should you're the along only one who'll every, hear this along with <laughs> everyone, everyone else who's listening <laughs> yeah um uh, this is a 180 for me. I, I I don't know when I became not a people person, but I'm just not really. Uh, and I didn't mean to. Like, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm, I'm sort of introverted in, in many ways. Not in all ways. I'm not that shy or anything, but uh, I just, I like my own time. I like my own space. And I, th- I have kind of neglected friendships, I think, over the years. Not, like, not in a bad way. I haven't, I haven't burnt a lot of bridges, I don't think. I don't, I don't pick fights or anything like that but it's just so easy and everyone i'm sure can relate to this in some way or another very 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 easy to lose touch with people uh especially if you're not on social media and even if you are on social media i kind of think that doesn't count 
Like, yeah, I mean, if you can do a good job with maintaining friendships and staying in touch with old friends via social media, um, but I just like, don't think liking somebody's picture doesn't count. Exactly, and I think it's easy to probably I can't speak from experience. But it's probably easy to slide into just going through and liking and feeling like, well, yeah, checking that box off that I talked to that person. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would like to make a a much better effort to keep in touch with people who who are important to me and who I think are worth keeping in touch with and who I want to remain friends with. Um, I don't know exactly how to do it, but I was thinking almost this this might sound like robotic and like soulless but um you know how there's like space repetition systems for language learning where or you you will it's all like automated with flashcards now but you you review a word and then you review it again maybe two days later because it's a new mm-hmm. word and then if you get it right it'll go into the to the you know in the old days it would be in a paper file you put it in the new slot where it won't show up again until you review it in a week from now um but if the computer just does it automatically and if you get it wrong it'll you'll see it again the next day or something like that. But yep. every time you get it right successively, uh, it gets spaced out over a longer period of time. And I was just thinking, like, I should have a Rolodex of people who I really want to keep in touch with and kind of do it like that. Make sure that I, like, because you can't, let's say I had a list of 100 people and I said I really want to just, you know, connect with these people more. So the, it's not, this is not coming from a heartless, soulless place. I want to connect with these people more. This isn't a networking game where it's like stay in touch so that I can keep them in my contacts list. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's where I think the soulless feel comes from. But I don't know. It just seems like a good way to manage that. Like, like you can't keep in touch. I couldn't keep in touch with a hundred people every single week. It just wouldn't, just wouldn't work. Right. Um, and, and that, you know, if I tried, I would eventually throw my hands up and say, well, this is no good. I can't just not worth the effort. But like, what if, I don't know, what if in the first, first month I reached out to all my friends twice and then next month I reached out to them once, and then again a couple months later, and just kind of made sure that everybody, I don't know, just I just had contact with people. So I don't know how are, to manage are that. These yet. All, are these all people who don't live near you? Uh, the vast majority of them, okay. but not everybody. So you're not you're not going to have to be getting coffee with 100 people no, twice a month. No, definitely not. But okay. people, but you know, there's probably there's probably five people who live near me. You, okay. Doug, being one of them, who I who I would like to. You know, have more in-person hangouts with. Sure, yeah. That don't that aren't work. They don't yeah, have work. Right. Work meetings that don't even count. No. So anyway, I don't. I th- the space repetition system idea maybe is a little far fetched and maybe wouldn't work that well, uh, and would feel a little bit too too soulless. <laughs> um, but I I want to have just a way of like saying here's the people who mm-hmm. I want to make absolutely sure that I stay in touch with, and some way of tracking whether or not I do it. Maybe yeah. just a once a month reach out in some form or another. Um, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I, Here's a question. Here's a question for you. Yes. How often, like, of that, you know, I know you just made up the hundred number, but you know, of the group of people that you think you would 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 make that cut or make mm-hmm. <laughs> make the list, <laughs> right? How how often do you? Ooh, think I could you, have like a beat. I could have B players who get like <laughs> less frequent reach outs from me. Yeah. Well, and you know, and if, and if somebody's not reaching out back to you, you know, they can like drop down a level right, and they can bring maybe. somebody up. No. <laughs> Love it. Um, uh, like, how, how often do you do you think of those people? Because you know, one one way to do it would just be like every time you think of John from Baltimore, you know, you like send him a text or Don. Or is that what you said? I just made up a name, John. You know. Oh, I thought you said Don because I have a friend whose name is Pat, and we call him the Don because he's. Oh. he's Don. <laughs> that, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, every time you think of Pat Don, um, you know Pat, right? Yeah, I know Pat. Yeah. Yeah, you should give Pat a call all the time. You're not, you're not talking to Pat? He's hilarious. No, I, uh, he's a great example. He's a guy who I've kind of lost touch with. I mean, we text now and then. Uh, but, yeah, he was the best man at my wedding. And I just, you know, haven't talked to him on the phone in years. Yeah. So that, that's the thing. Though. I think it's easy to not think about people once you start to lose touch with them. Right. And just go for months at a time. And that's sort of what this would hopefully, you know, solve. So I don't know. I don't know the mechanics of it. Like I said, though, I think... Uh, that doesn't really matter. I, I just want to get something in place that mm-hmm. is my goal. And, and if a month into it, I'd say this is not practical or it's not even doing what I wanted it to do, uh, which is not not just maintain contact with friends, but I want it to, like, change me some. I want I want me to become a, a you know, someone who, who really gets filled up by, by hanging out with people and talking to people and connecting sure. with friends rather than an old Scrooge. 
It's so. interesting. I like this. I like this a lot. And so sorry to pivot to me, but um. that's all right. <laughs> no, it's probably time to do that. <laughs> One thing it's funny to hear you say that. One thing I noticed uh, this holiday more than ever, and part of it I think was just like we were traveling the whole time and lots of people. But man, did I need my personal time when I could have the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to do it. And yeah. I don't ever remember that before. But I think you know part of it's like working from home. You know, I'm by myself basically all day. Right. Um, you know, and, and I don't socialize nearly as much as I used to. And like, I think, I think I've kind of fallen into a place where I like need a lot of personal time. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's a bad thing as long as, as long as it's not hurting my relationships. Right. I think that's the thing. I think, first of all, it's not a bad thing. I think, I think it is actually a really, like if you can, to be mindful of that so that you can then be better with the people you're around instead of like hating every minute of it. Um, mm-hmm. If all it takes is for you to go recharge for 45 minutes by yourself somewhere, um, then that's way better because then, then you have great interactions the rest of the time rather than right. rather than right. seeming, seeming miserable. Um, but, it, you know, it's funny that you say that, that tying it to working at home because I, I had just said a few minutes ago that I don't know when I kind of felt like I started to become this way, but that might be what it was is that when I started working at home. Right? Just like people who work in a uh, factory farm, animal processing plant, they start to get desensitized over time, right? And mm-hmm. you start to, they lose their sense of compassion and just, you know, and I think, I think that it spills over, not just, not just to their work, but they lose compassion for living beings elsewhere. And so maybe, maybe when you were, maybe the less contact with other people you get, you know, a good face-to-face or in-person or voice or whatever contact, maybe the less of that you get, you start to, uh, you start to lose your sense of, of empathy and connection. So I'm basically like a factory farm worker? Yes. Exactly. That's what okay. I'm saying. Great. I'm glad I'm working just... for Domain Athlete has made me a factory farm worker. I'm just throwing it out there. Possible that that is, uh, that that is the common thread. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway. No, I, yeah, no I, I hear what you're saying for sure. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I got that one. And then as I said, I've got some, I got some family kid stuff. And in fact, this is, this is under the growing up box for me. I want to, uh, I just want to, I just want to run a better household. Along with my wife, I want her to, you know, she she plays a role in that as well. Um, it's not like I am lording over the household and telling everyone to do. Um, but I want I want us to to run a run a smoother ship. Is that the is that the phrase? Yeah, totally. I want to get the kids get the kids doing their part, pulling their weight, um, and and just to instill a sense of responsibility in them because they they are great kids and they are so much fun and they are really really good people. But they do not have a, a good sense of responsibility. They've been handed a lot of things, so <laughs> need, need yeah. to make them work harder. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. So I was trying to think of questions. Uh, you know, before we got on this episode, I was trying to think of things to ask you or to to, to talk about. And one of the things I was going to ask you was um, if you could tell yourself one thing from you know, at the beginning of 2018, the, if, like now, knowing now, if you could go back and tell yourself something at the beginning of 2018, what would it be? But then yesterday I was listening to this other podcast <laughs> that, that said they were talking about, like somebody asked that question or something similar to that. It wasn't, it wasn't about 2018, but it was about like their career at the beginning of their career. Mm-hmm. And the response was, I wouldn't have told them anything because, you know, I only got to where I am now by making the same mistakes and you know, on the path <laughs> right. that I went on, you know, and, right. and, and, and how like that question isn't, isn't good. <laughs> and, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah that that's... isn't a good question, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's also kind of interesting, right? Like, because, you know, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Do you right. like, do you like looking back and thinking, Oh man, I wish I would have done that. Would have, you know, known that or done that this year. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. I think you're right. I've heard people give that answer before where, they say, what would you change if you could change it? And not so much what would you have told, but what would you change about your life if you could go back and change anything? And they say, I would change absolutely nothing because it's all, you know, even the really, the worst things have been the most valuable lessons. A lot of right. people say that. And yeah. maybe that's not always true, but I think a lot of times it is. Um, yeah, it's sort of unsatisfying to hear that answer, but I think it's right in a lot of ways. Not as fun though, so let's answer the question. Yeah, so what... I, uh, I think I would tell myself, well, here, my bit of background is it, is it, so we went through, the Nomad Athlete transitioned a whole lot this year, 
You mm-hmm. stepped up into much larger role. Uh, I, I don't know if people know this or not. I think they probably do, but maybe not. Um, and a lot of that role was stuff that I had, you know, done for the past, maybe not the whole 10 years of Nomad Athlete, but the past three to five, the stuff you do now is the stuff that I did and spent a lot of hours on, and, and now you do. And it's good. I mean, we're working out for everyone, it seems. It's all it's a great arrangement. Everybody's excited about the future. Um, but I, I really kind of, like, struggled with what to do. Not, not, not in terms of, like, you know, how should I spend my time? Because there was plenty always to do. But, like, I just sort of felt like I'd lost um, this identity. That, that, that was what I did. That was, that was how I spent my dates. And what I did was doing these things to run this business. And suddenly I didn't have to do those same things anymore. And it was much more open in terms of what I could spend time on. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like overthought that a lot and just kind of hmm. went through some periods where I felt very like purposeless and directionless and wondered if I had like just not, not, not in terms of you at all. Like, did I give too much up to Doug? It wasn't that it was, <laughs> have I given up? Like, you know, no, I think used to be one way and now it's less about me. And it was like, man, did I, have I like, did I give up this whole identity that I had before? Um, so anyway, I just, I had a whole lot of stress around that and, and a lot of, it was a nice year. I grew a lot. It was a very, very different year for me and I like things that are different. So it was good. Um, what I would go back and tell myself is that it is all going to be okay and you don't need to stress about that. Like you don't need to know exactly what your purpose is in every minute or every day or every month. It's fine to do the seasons of life thing where you don't know Mm -hmm. what you're doing and you're kind of aimless and you know, eventually it's fine. And like you just said, it all it all kind of is for a purpose, and it all leads somewhere. So I don't know. I, I feel so much better about it now, not just from the Tony Robbins event, although that helped me kind of feel like I kind of integrated a lot of stuff. Um, but just just I feel like I just had to go through a few months of of that aimlessness, and then suddenly I felt happy about everything, even though nothing really changed. I just kind of accept things better, and it's and it, it does not seem at all like the crisis that I thought it was. Well, Matt, you should you should have talked to me about this, man. <laughs> it didn't have to do with you, though. <laughs> it really didn't. No, I know, I know, but that's funny. Yeah. I, yeah, that's funny. I'm hearing that for the first time, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, because the because the aimlessness felt like a personal. It was did not feel yeah. like a work thing. It felt like yeah. a personal, like man, like if 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 being the face of Nomad Athlete. Well, although I'm still kind of in that, but like if being that is no longer my primary purpose in life, then what is? And it was very scary to say, well, then, you know, I don't know what is. It's just mm-hmm. right now. So, and, and so I still don't, don't really know, but I, I just don't feel stressed about it anymore. So that's good. I'm good. Yeah. And in fact, as we've talked about now, not on here, but um, I, have, I have found this, this uh, desire to step more back into that content production role and write more blog posts. And, you know, I think we do a good job with the podcast, but if I really looked forward to doing them all the time, uh, I think they would come out differently. Yeah. Right? right. Rather than treat them as like, this is the thing we have to do this week, which is fine. Some weeks it's going to be like that, even when you are really into it. Um, but I I have just found myself very excited um, from a place of, of uh, wanting to contribute. Like, I want to share information with people and help people. And I have never been that motivated by that, honestly. I, the animal thing always was a big motivator for me. But recently I have felt like I, I do have a lot of information that can really help people. And uh, I'm just quite excited to... To get back to sharing it, I love that. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, on that note, any other any other things, Doug? I don't think so. I think I don't no? think so. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play less FIFA this year. That's also on my list. Oh, really? <laughs> Only to be replaced by the NES. Yeah, that's what I was gonna, that's what I was gonna <laughs> ask. That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> yeah, I, was nah, like, I don't think I don't think those games are capable of sucking up that kind of time. No. Really well, they used to, probably. They did used to. But you know what? With with the new system, you can save your game anywhere you want. What? So, Seriously? Yeah, I think you just, yeah. I mean, like, you just you just hit the reset button and then save your last point in the game. Wow. Um, which is a major, major time saver. Purists probably would not like it because you now you can beat Zelda in, in you know a matter of hours instead of dying all the time and having to start over. <laughs> Uh, but that I think that's fine. It'll let me get through these things, the old ones that I want to quickly and once, and then then be done mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So how about n- nothing else, right? No, I don't think so. No. All right. So I got I got books to mention. 
and I just jotted these down because they all came to mind recently. Um, but man, I do love a good book around New Year's time. Uh, we mentioned Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. That's yep. a good one. Uh, a lot of just mindset stuff there. It's really written, I think, for writers or creatives or artists, but uh, it it could apply. It applies to a lot of places besides that. And uh, it's about sort of just like you said, growing up and being accountable and taking responsibility, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Doug, after this is done, I'm going to go out and buy Spark Joy by Marie Kondo. Ooh. Yes. The sequel to The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, which you and I both uh, did, in fact, find quite magical and, yes. and life-changing. Yes. So that it's funny. that I was thinking about that habit recently in terms of uh, the small steps versus little steps thing. And remember, in, her, in that... Sorry, small steps versus large, massive action steps, which we talk about a lot, that whole... That whole uh, whatever it is dichotomy yep. um that that's a total all at once thing like she says in that book i want you to spend a full day and in fact for me it took four days uh really purging all your stuff and reorganizing everything and she said if you just do all that once you will not go back and that has been true i am starting to slip a little bit now but it's been what three years four years since since we both did that mm-hmm. maybe since i did that and then you did a year later it's probably a year later for me yeah um and so that that was a that's a great example of a massive action, and she really thinks that if you do it in small bits, it's not not going to last. So that's kind of interesting. But anyway, Spark Joy, I I just found myself wanting. Um, I don't know. I really like how that stuff makes me feel when I'm living very light. Is Spark my- Joy is it is it another thing where you like take these actions, or is it more of a philosophical? I don't know. I actually wish it was a philosophical one. I think I would enjoy that. Um, okay. But. It's the it says an illustrated masterclass on the art of organizing and tidying up. So I think it's just more like practical things. Like you know how she tells you how to fold the clothes a certain way. Right, right. I think it's more like specifics like that that mm. like you don't really need in order to do her method. But by the way, this is like a, a decluttering and uh, and organizing your stuff type of program for those yeah. who don't know. Um, but I don't know. I like that. I like the I like those little daily rituals of like folding your clothes just this right way i don't think you said you got into that part yeah but. it's funny. I, was, I was debating whether to mention this but uh at, soon after that podcast where i said that it was the worst and that was <laughs> like the thing i didn't like i said right. i should try it again because you said you loved it I, you mm-hmm. should, I said i should try it again and sure enough i do love it now <laughs> i think <laughs> yeah. i just I wasn't ready yet for <laughs> for folding my clothes a certain way. <laughs> right yeah it feels so good to fold them up in that little little rectangle and put them away yeah see i'm all stacked up in your drawer <laughs> So anyway, I'm hoping to get. I'm just hoping to kind of get re-inspired by that stuff. I really like that stuff. I think it does a whole lot of good for me, and uh, not just in terms of my stuff in my house, but like my mind. And I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know if spiritual is the right word for that, but it. It. I feel like it moves me along that path somehow. Mm-hmm. So I like it for that reason. Um, I mentioned the parenting thing. The book I've been reading for that is How to Be a Happier Parent by KJ Delantonia. I heard her on the Ritual podcast, and that's where I learned about her and her book. Um, also from the Ritual podcast, James Clear has a book called Atomic Habits. A few episodes ago, I talked about this, and I could not remember the name of the book. Mm. So uh, it is called Atomic Habits. It's it's the habit change thing that you know you hear all the time about the triggers and the reward and the cycle and all that with a loop. Um, it's that, but he he's you know he's kind of next level with all of it, and I think if that's your thing, then that's a great one. I would imagine. Have not read it myself. Uh, and finally, Doug, I'm reading a book called Inner Engineering by Sadguru. Is the name of the author? I think it's like S A H D G U R U. Um, and it's about it's about yoga, but not not the yoga that we all know and love, but the the more traditional, you know real yoga not the westernized yoga right would katie be offended if i called that real yoga no 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 she she's on a crusade to oh yeah to change the way people talk about yoga yeah nice mm-hmm. good um so anyway that book i'm about halfway through it and i've really enjoyed it it's kind of spiritual it is kind of uh kind of tony robbins-esque about you know taking responsibility for your for your world basically mm-hmm. um kind of kind of the feeling that whatever you know whatever meanings whatever is whatever is going on in your head uh is due to the meanings that you have assigned to whatever events have happened right you can't control what events happen to you you can control what meaning you give those things and how you how you you know 
choose to interpret those. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that kind of thing. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot here about like, you know, meditative sort of stuff, which I'm not right now, not that interested in, but uh, I don't know. I've just really enjoyed the book. So inner engineering, if you, if that. Is there any sort like of asana part of it? Physical practice part of it? I have not figured that out yet. He talks about those things. Um, he talks about the value of them and, and what the real point of them is, mm-hmm. uh, which is not, you know, cardiovascular fitness, usually. <laughs> right. Uh, although that can come, come as a result. Um, but I haven't gotten to a part yet where he assigns it and says, here's what you should do and how much each day and all that. It's not really that. He just sort of talks about them. So I'm, I'm hoping that there will be some sort of like, okay, now, now that you've read all this, now do this stuff. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if I'll find that. Yeah. Anyway, that's my book list. That's Matt's book list. I like Matt's it. That's New Year's book list. I don't have one, so we're gonna roll with that. We're gonna make it the okay. we're gonna make it the Nomad Athlete book list. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's how Sports Illustrated put uh, the Nomad Athlete book on the on their seven best whatever it was. One person was into it, and they were like, sure. I mean, one person just made a list, yeah, and then <laughs> forever. Uh, forever immortalized on the back cover of our book <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do nothing anyway you're gonna um, embrace it yeah what else doug anything else i don't We've think so about an no. hour yeah no i think uh i think it's a good place to wrap up you know bring out the champagne and the noisemakers that's right party hats that's what I'll be doing. are you gonna wear you have a 2019 glasses to wear <laughs> i do not have those this year well, maybe if you go out tonight, you need to get some. <laughs> Got a babysitter. I, I'm not into that part, that side of New Year's. I like New Year's a lot. That is not my, not my bag. No. No. <laughs> no not really. Okay. Anyway, how about you? I, so you're you're not going out or anything? Uh, I am going out for I'm going out for a New Year's Eve dinner with some other families, and everyone will probably be home by eight thirty. Nice. What's your family doing? Just staying home? No, like, like every, I'm like, <laughs> every, oh, your family's going out with the family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're yeah. not just going out with other families. No, no, no. Like, uh, like there's a, a group of families that are getting together for a New Year's dinner tonight. Gotcha. New Year's okay. Eve. Well, that's much better. We might even, we might even do like an eight o'clock countdown or something for the kids. Oh yeah. Those are on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. You can find those things. Mm-hmm. Bring out, cool. I got some, I got some Miller High Life. Champ- yeah. champagne of beers to, oh, to break out for, <laughs> for very appropriate for the countdown yep I'm good ready. good for you i have a uh i have a bottle of beer that i might open oh mm-hmm. oh i feel like we should since we didn't do drinks at the holiday episode i feel like you should give a shout out to green man oh yeah that's right we didn't do drinks um the thing is, though, it's not. Yeah, you don't think you can get it, but but Premium oh. makes a beer called uh, Holly King, which or they they made one this year called Holly King. Is that what you're talking about, Doug? Yeah, yeah. Which was a delicious holiday beer. I loved it. Uh, we both don't like this cold mountain thing that Highland does, and mm-hmm. everybody makes a big deal about. Not that we don't like it. It's just not as good as it should be. Right. Um, but this Green Man beer is delicious. It it was, and I appreciate you sharing it with me on your birthday. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, and I appreciated the almond uh, almond milk Baileys that you brought over. Yeah. Have you had any yet? No, not yet. But yeah. I, I officially have a liquor cabinet now. Oh. <laughs> Thanks to that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's funny. I, I, had, I had never heard of that. Didn't know that there was a vegan version of Baileys. And two days before that, I had been hanging out at this neighbor's place. Um, my kid's friend with, with their kids. And we, they did a little mini gift exchange thing. And they poured me a coffee with that in it. Oh yeah, yeah. And so when you brought it, I said, "Oh yeah, I've heard of this." But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was great. I don't know if it's new or not. I, it must be, but because no one seems to have heard of it. But I was, yeah, I was at the I was at their liquor store getting some stuff for for some cocktails over the holidays, and mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I would love a Bailey's right now. And so <laughs> when I just went over there, and I was like, maybe there's some knockoff that is actually dairy free. Right. And right next to the regular Bailey's was this almond milk thing, and and I was like, oh my god, it's perfect. I I mean I, this vegan thing is sweeping the nation, Doug. I'm ready to say it. Yeah. There is, there is ready whip, whipped cream. Has a vegan version, but they have two vegan versions. You can get almond milk or coconut milk. What? Which I don't see how is possibly a good marketing decision to have both of those products. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'm glad that they do, 
And I'm taking that as a sign. Maybe someone who knows more than we do knows that they need both of those things. Uh, but I mean, man, that is that's a big deal. That, that is there's now whipped cream made two different vegan forms by a big brand. In Ingles? Like in a in a know. regular grocery store or only Aaron in? got some. Aaron got one of them. I forget which one. Uh, I don't know where she got it. Huh. Wow. I bet it's in a regular one because I don't think they even have stuff like Ready Whip in Whole Foods, do they? Probably not. I think that's like below their standards. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> well, well, that's so, cool. That's uh, means uh, means everybody here listening is doing their job, which is good. Yeah, that's right. Maybe twenty nineteen will be the year of the vegan. The year of the vegan. Maybe I think we already already kind of gained some traction. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll never have that year. Yeah, but good. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, Doug. Um, <laughs> Just keep. Rambling. I don't have anything else. Good. Nope, yes. I don't either. <laughs> All right, happy New Year, everyone. Yes, enjoy the New Year, everyone. Remember, it's not about it's not about the night. It's not about New Year's Eve. It's not about the, the specific switch, cleaning of the slate. Right, just think about goals. Think about where you've been, where you're going, and uh, you know, just take the time to think about it, and then you can keep making adjustments as it goes on. It's okay if you didn't do it on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh, and um, if you're thinking about going vegan or going plant based, uh, or mm-hmm. you know, or trying to just uh, reestablish a healthy, simple nutrition plan for you and your family. Then tomorrow, uh, the first, we're opening up back up the Health Made Simple Challenge for mm-hmm. six days. So you can go to well, the no, challenge will be the challenge will be eight weeks long. Ch- yeah, the, right. Challenge is eight open weeks. for doing for six days, and then we'll begin. Yeah. So we won't give you a full pitch on that, but if you're interested in in that, um, you can go to nomadathlete.com/hms. HMS dash challenge. Right. Like health made simple challenge. And yeah. uh, the only thing to add, Doug, is that it is really about simplifying. It's about if you, you know, you might already eat plant-based, but if it costs you a whole lot of effort and stress to do it, um, I would argue that it is not as healthy as you, as it could be really. So this is about simplifying. It's based on the system that uh, I kind of truly eat by and, and that Sid eats by as well. And we kind of joined forces, Sid Garza-Hillman, nutritionist, put that together, made a program, and nowadays we do it in this challenge fashion to get people really educated on the process and then, you know, to get them on the meal plan and then eventually eased off so that they can kind of control their own destiny with these principles. So that's it. Uh, yeah, nomadathic.com slash HMS dash challenge. And uh, I guess the deadline is what, Sunday? Sunday the 6th. Starts on the 7th. Is that right? Okay. Sunday the 7th starts on the 8th. Sunday, right. Sunday the Sunday. 6th. <laughs> yeah sunday the 6th starts on the 7th monday the 7th perfect all right good yes all right that's it well uh hope everyone has a good safe new year's and uh we will talk to you in 2019 all right all right bye bye